Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. The Iowa Cubs fell last night 5 nothing in Memphis to the Redbirds. Ben Zobris made his first appearance with the Iowa Cubs going 0-3 with a walk. The four-game series continues tonight before the I-Cubs return to Principal Park. On Monday, Iowa State basketball moved to 2-0 after a 94-40 throttling of Siena in Italy. Michael Jacobson led the way with 19 points and 5 rebounds in the victory. And Tyrese Halliburton filled up the stat sheet with 10 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, and 5 steals. The Cyclones will wrap up their tour tomorrow at noon against Ivory Coast. We go to Major League Baseball in Philadelphia. The Cubs held a 5-1 lead going into the ninth inning. With the bases loaded, the game 5-3. Bryce Harper comes to the plate. Bottom of the ninth inning, the bases are loaded. One out. And Bryce Harper will face Derek Hollins. The call from NBC Sports Philadelphia, the walk-off winner for the Phillies, 7-5. The Cardinals fell to the Reds 2-1, as the Cubs and Cardinals remain tied at the top of the National League Central standing. The Twins all over the Rangers, 13-6 the final. Three home runs in the game for the Twins, including Miguel Sano. Here's a drive to right center field. It, it is deep, and it is gone into the Ranger bullpen. Dick Brummer with the call on Fox Sports North. Home run number 22 of the year for Sano. The Twins lead remains a half game over the Indians in the AL Central after the Indians beat the Yankees 19-5. Tonight, the Cubs are in Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates. Kyle Hendricks will get the start. Cardinals and Reds game two of that series. Adam Wainwright on the bump against Luis Castillo. 6-10 with the first pitch. Here the game on KXNO. Twins with their second game on the road with the Rangers. Jake Odorizzi gets a start for Minnesota. The Brewers are in Washington. Royals host the Mets. And the White Sox are in Anaheim to take on the Angels. Stay up to date at KXNO.com and all day on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Just past 5 after the hour of 11 o'clock, we take you until noon. Trent and I will give away some barbecue coming up here in about, oh, 35 minutes or thereabouts. Bama Bob, Trent and I will go around college football in the, oh, 10 minutes or so. A lot of topics to get to. And look forward to uh, to getting to those. Bears tonight, Trent Condon. Bears on yeah. the road against the Giants. What are you looking for out of your Bears? What do you want to see? Obviously, a couple of field goals made, no misses. That would be a good thing. I would like to see Mitchell Trubisky, though I haven't seen officially. After the first game, Nagy said, might be all that you see out of Mitchell Trubisky. Now, he needs to play. They I did think. the same thing a year ago. Do you did remember they? that? No, it, I don't. They didn't play him nearly as much as you'd anticipate a guy that was going into his first full year mm-hmm. as a starter. 
Well, they went out and went 12-4 and four and went to the playoffs, <laughs> and so it was... All right. Well, maybe they got things figured out here. It sounds like if we see him over these next two games, when you normally see more of the starters, it's going to be less than normal, at the very least. So, we'll see on that. Always like to see Trubisky, though, run around, hopefully making some plays mm-hmm. out there. You're still higher on Trubisky, I believe, than I am, though. You think he can be... I've seen, I've seen glimpses. I glimpses? think he can lead your yes. team, Trent. I think you've got a... Do you have a? Can he be a top fifteen? Yes. Can yes. he be in the top half of the league? I believe he can. I'm with you there. Can How he much be a top higher? Five quarterback? I'm not sure as of yet. Top eight? Top well, quarter sure of like the to league? Think so. You sure? If you're in the yeah, if you're in the top quarter of the league, the top eight, you've got something there. You've got something there. And that's because that's part. a pretty good list. I mean, we yes. go around that list right now, and as today's game, the top eight quarterbacks, you'd say, yeah, that's a pretty good list. It's <laughs> tough either. to crack in because if you're going to put Pervisky in, who are you going to kick out? Right. Allen Robinson, I, I want to see more from him. I think we saw, again, glimpses out of him last year mm-hmm. coming off that ACL. Is Anthony Miller healthy? I don't think so. And they moved up to get him in the second round mm-hmm. with the year previous. Really talented guy. Wow. They need that second weapon, too. You know, you, you kind of look around. The tight end position hasn't been great, but it's okay. It's serviceable at the very least. And, you know, Shahian, he could be a guy that can be, if he can be healthy, maybe all right, but... Uh-huh. It comes down to how much of a step back is the defense going to take to me? Because it is going to take a step back. I don't think there's any way Just you because could, Fangio was gone? Not only because of that, just because they were historically good yeah, a year ago. They were. They were at that level, and to anticipate to do that a couple years in a row, in today's NFL, 1985 was a long time ago. <laughs> think yeah. of the offenses we saw right. in 1985. I just can't see that defense being better. Than it was a year ago. Could it be near the level? Okay. You can maybe sell me on that. But I think there's going to be a step back there. I want to see can the offense take another step forward. And then I think it can. I'm a believer in Nagy and what we've seen from him. Which two of the young linebackers, of the two young linebackers, let me put it that way. I mean, Khalil Mack's not in the equation, right? We take him off the, coming off the edge. But do we have to? Yeah, he's not in this. So who do you like better? You like Leonard Floyd? You like Roquan Smith? Because I think you got two really nice players. See, I'm a big, big Roquan Smith guy. Mm-hmm. That's my guy. And yeah. he's Floyd because you don't know if he can hold up. Yes. Is that it? Yeah. Because he's kind of slight. And when they drafted him, I didn't love what they did mm-hmm. there. I, and because he's of so that. so quick, though, man. He is. He is. He can make plays on the outside. I'm still. Roquan Smith is kind of that next in line. Mm-hmm. Now, it's different. It's not a 4 3 defense, it's a 3 4. But the inside linebacker, the old middle linebacker in the 4 3, the Mike Singletary, the Dick Buckus, those guys. You're missing one. The guy that Erlacher. used to be bald, now he's got hair. Yes. Saw plenty of those billboards in Chicago sure when was. we were there Wasn't a month ago. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, they kind of stick out, don't they? Yeah, they, they really do. do. Good for him. It's kind of creepy. I, I, yeah, yeah. The guy wants to have hair, he's got no, hair. No, not that, just him. It just, because this isn't a guy that sells insurance by day and <laughs> wants to look, look a little better as he's out there on the prowl. This is you're Brian Urlacher. Right. And you're just a known person. Football players, for the most part, we don't know because of the helmets, but Erlacher always had a look that you knew. And then you take that away and to go that direction. Now, I'm sure he's got to be incredibly well compensated for that, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Eddie Olchek is, is also a client of the okay. same. Yeah, so that's two Chicago sports personalities. Olchek, of course, played for the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. and he uh, as the NBC. Him and Doc Emmerich do the, uh, um, the, the big games on NBC uh, for the NHL, and Eddie's the horse racing guy. 
their betting guru, if you will. So, yeah, him and Olchek both well compensated by whatever that firm is. I don't know. Um, it just it just jumps out at you when you see when I saw Erlacher mm-hmm. for the first time. No doubt about that. Bears total at the William Hill uh, Sportsbook at Prairie <clears throat> Meadows. The number is nine. See, that's low, Trent. Ten and six. It's the over. Yeah. See, I would. And you, you that was your bet yesterday, right? Is, no Super. You, Bowl. you bet the Super Bowl yeah, yesterday. Yeah. That was more. See, I like the I like the season total. What? So let's go through the NFC North. Okay. Um. So I got to think that the three that the Packers and the Vikings and the Bears. If the if the Bears are nine, then they're clustered together. They are they? all. Three nine. Now it's oh, they're diff- all three nines. It's different juice on every right. one. And the Bears, if you're going over, you got to lay minus one forty. Mm-hmm. Or where did I look here? The Packers minus one twenty on the over. Which and that means you got to bet you got to bet one hundred and twenty to make a hundred. Yes, that's and a, that's what that means. The Packer or the Vikings, excuse me, minus one fifteen on the overside. And when you see plus money, if you bet a hundred, you get back say plus one ten. Yep, that means you bet a hundred. You win, you get back one hundred and ten dollars. That's how that works. You know, I just had a call during the break. Uh-huh. Um, you know, sports wager, and there's so many people, so many questions that are still out there. Right? It's it's brand new to us, uh, to the to the state. And somebody asked you about your bet, and mm-hmm. when you went back to the window to cash your ticket, would you have paid that six percent tax that's thrown around? It's out a good there? question. It is a good question, and I think you know I'm I'm going to answer it because what the what what the tax when you see the tax. Prairie Meadows pays the tax. Prairie Meadows pays the tax based on their hold. The better doesn't pay the tax unless you hit a an exorbitant. I think in horse racing, you I you have to fit it's been a long time since sadly, it's been a long time since I filled out an IRS ticket or cashed an IRS ticket. I think it's three hundred to one and you're taxed everything. And I don't know what the tax rate is, but if you hit something that's higher, greater than 300 to 1, you have to pay taxes on that. So to my – and I probably just confuse more people because I just married the two together. Yeah. So back to my original point. The caller said, do you have to pay tax on your winnings? No. The casino pays the tax. The mm-hmm. better does not pay tax. The casino is taxed on how much they Hold. The only time the better will pay tax if he hits a, again, I don't know a what the number, number is, a huge number. Yeah. So if you're hitting a huge number in sports wagering, you're putting together a 10 game parlay. Yeah. Or something along those lines, something crazy. And the uh, prospects that you're going to hit that are uh, slim and none for the most part. You're paying your tax on your own every time that you make a bet and on lose. the VIG. Right. And you lose. Well, and the VIG. Where that's you're, what I mean, yeah. you're paying the casino minus one ten, and that's what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Every straight bet that you wager, you make a ten dollar bet. I'll make it eleven, so you get back ten. Right. That's what it is. You're paying that ten percent. If you win, you get your original living back, and so you get you that don't back. Pay any so. tax? It's the losers that pay their tax. Yes. And that's how. Yeah. But if you win, if you cash a ticket, you they don't take six and a half percent away. Yeah. Nope. They don't take six and a half percent. If you would have cashed a hundred, they you wouldn't have got ninety three dollars and fifty cents. Right. Back. Yes. You would have got your hundred. It's the exact same in Vegas. We're we'll get to Bama Bob next. Uh, if you have any sports wagering questions, uh, you're certainly welcome to uh, uh, to tweet at us. Our our uh, Twitter account is Miller and Condon at Miller and Condon. Or Trent is at Trent Condon. Uh, I am at I am. Yeah, I was gonna, I had to stop because all right, you, you, but so what am I, Trent Condon? At I am a Miller. No, that's your email. 
That's my email. I think it's I'm Ken Miller. I'm Ken Miller. I am K E N M I L E R. Yes, my email is I'm a Miller. I'm a Miller. Right. My my. You make uh, it really. Well, I couldn't get I'm a Miller. I don't. Anyways, well, it, because at Ken Miller was taken. Believe it or not, somebody you're not had the only one. That. Right. Luckily for me, there's not a whole lot of Trent Condons running around you in the world. What you should do today? What's that? Grab Cash Condon. Oh, I, I for think your how son. You're thinking. Yes. At Cash Condon, before somebody else snaps up and Cash has got a, you know, I'm Cash Condon. He doesn't want to have to do that. <laughs> no, he doesn't want to do that. We want to talk to Bama Bob, and we will next. Miller and Condon are with you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Slash Iowa. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. 21 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We are with you until noon. College football conversation momentarily. In about oh, a half an hour or so, we'll give you an opportunity, at least four of you, an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Let's get Bama Bob in here as we go around college football. Bama, good to talk to you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. Trent and I were just discussing baby names off air. I, you know, Assumed William Hill Condon would be the uh, the name. That's funny. He's mentioned that early because I came up with Cash Condon. I like it. Yeah, I do too. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we just got to convince Tara, his wife. Might be a little more yeah, difficult. I mean, yeah, parlay. I don't know if that works or not. No. I tried that one. That was shut down very quickly. I got to think Cash has a chance. I'm sure. I think Cash has a chance, Kenny. I try. I told Trent before we went to the last break, you should grab that Twitter handle if it's already not taken. Yes. Cash Condon. Yeah. His son is going to be very happy. The dad had the foresight. Well, dad's partner had the foresight. There you go. <laughs> right. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go around college football. By the way, what did you think episode two of Hard Knocks, Bama? And how about those Raiders? They won again last night. I'm not going to get crazy yeah. on you, but um, boy, this yeah. Hard Knocks is great, isn't it? It is great. I can't wait to watch next week's episode after the game last night. But I, I thought I thought episode two was a lot more, uh, you know, realistic. I, I thought, especially with Gruden. I mean, more the more Gruden you get, I think the better. Me too. <laughs> uh, in that, because he was more of a. It seemed like in the first episode, he he was more reserved because mm-hmm. he's like, ah, you know, people know me from the booth, and maybe yeah. I don't. You know, maybe I shouldn't. And then, I mean, he was just dropping the F-bombs everywhere, which, you know, listen, you know, everybody has their own taste, but it's professional football. Right. And I, I like that because that's the more realistic of it. How about the pictures of Sean McVay? Yes. I mean, as, I mean could you believe that? <laughs> I'd forgotten. I'd Maybe I didn't know or I'd forgotten or whatever. Yeah, no, I'd forgotten. He hired him while he was down in Tampa. Yep. And, as an unpaid, he called him a se- he called him essentially a secretary, and then you yeah. s- you saw footage of it when he first got there, and then later on in the season, McVeigh actually standing beside Gruden, coming up with offensive yeah. plays and looking like a huge nerd. By the yeah, way, he did look like a huge yeah. nerd, but my yeah, he oh my. did like a dork. But I mean, he's doing okay now. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say, just got engaged. Yeah. I'm not sure if you saw his engagement pictures. He's doing very well, fellas. Uh, let's move <laughs> on. Uh, you know, I, one of the questions I want to ask you guys is we all i mean i I would think we all have that guilty pleasure team that we watch and it's like why in the hell are you watching that game um and i do so i wanted to bring it up to you guys and bama we'll start with you do you have that team that 
you know, you you not necessarily go out of your way to watch. You're not going to miss Alabama playing, or you know, if there happens to be three games on and you really don't care which one to watch, but there's this one program that you know maybe elevates itself above some of the others. Who's that for you, Bama? Yeah, you know, and, and it's weird, and you're going to laugh. It's Purdue. Really? Hmm. I've all Rondell I've Moore. Always, I don't, and I don't know why. I can't explain it. Yeah. And now, now that they got Rondell Moore, so you know it's interesting. But a lot of times they're on yeah. you know, the eleven o'clock game. Yeah. So you know you're waiting for Alabama or Auburn or the big SEC game at two thirty or you know the primetime game or whatever. And especially when they're playing at home, and I don't know why. Or if they're playing under mm-hmm. the lights, you know, like a an Ohio like the Ohio State game last year. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Um, I don't, and I don't know why, but for several years I've just kind of had that. Ah, oh, you know, look, I'll just flip over and watch Purdue play, and I can't explain it. There's no rationale behind it. It's just one of those teams that, if they're on, especially early in the Big Ten in that early window, and there's not much else that's grabbed my attention, I'll flip over and watch them. Can't explain it. Ross Aid Stadium, Trent. Who's yours? Pretty easy. This is why for me. Really? Oh, because it's late night and you're gambling. <laughs> yes. Either either trying to get better or trying chase... to get even or even worse. Yes. Uh, yeah. Chasing yeah. the dragon. I've done that plenty of times late into the night. We uh, in college knew and you're somebody about to have a lot more late nights, my friend. <laughs> Very yeah. true. We'll be watching a lot of Hawaii yeah. that had had the uh, a satellite dish, the old school dish, and he could get every Hawaii game. So bar closes at two. I'll go over watch the second half of the Hawaii game and have a couple more beers before heading home. So I have watched way Walking too many home, of course, of course, yeah. way too many Hawaii games throughout the years. It's not just a guilty pleasure; it's a fun one too. I know the Rainbow Warriors, Timmy Chang, one of my all-time favorites, nice. very, very well. Did I see they're building a new stadium? I hadn't seen. That. I thought I saw that within the last couple of weeks that they're going to build a a new facility in Hawaii. I mean, Aloha, goodbye. Yeah, nice trade. Yeah. Well, you sound like uh, what was the Kenny Beal, was that his name? Larry Beal? Larry Beal, Larry yes. Beal. I Larry think Beal. Uh, Aloha means goodbye. He was a longtime Sports Center anchor. Mine's Kentucky. The Wildcats. I, and I don't know yeah. why. I, I mean, I loved watching Josh Allen play last year, the uh, defensive end, not the quarterback for the Bills. Um, of course, Amon Wagner's there now, but that's not certainly the draw. I don't know what it is. It's it's kind of like you, Bama. Jared Lorenzen, does it go back yeah, to that? maybe, maybe a little bit. Because I figured it'd be Vanderbilt because of your love of your other guilty pleasure, very Cavalieri. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I do like that show. I know. That's, that's a funny show. That's a funny show. But my guilty football, college football pleasure, for Kentucky. whatever reason, of all schools, is Kentucky. All right, boys, let's move on. Uh, I think most people think that the most competitive division in college football this year is going to be the Big Ten West, right? Uh, We have no idea who's going to win. It's going to be one of six out of the seven teams. Trent Condon, what's the second toughest division or the second most wide open division in college football? I'm going with the ACC Whatever division Clemson isn't in. You're right. I, yeah, how right, how right. long have we had those two divisions? And I no, still don't know. Coastal is the one. Is it coastal? It's coastal. <laughs> it's coastal. You're, you're yeah. positive. Yeah, it's coastal, right, Atlantic. Bama? Yes. Yeah, okay. Clemson's, yes. In, Clemson's the in the Atlantic. Clemson's in the Atlantic. That's so, a great point. I'm the same way, Trent, in a lot of ways. I, I have to look it up every single time. I, I try to do things to remember, and it never works. But, mm-hmm. yes, that one. That division of the ACC. I like Virginia. I told you guys yeah, that you back do. in the spring. Yep. That was a team I jumped on. You can make an argument for Virginia Tech. You can make an argument with, I think, four or five teams there. The problem is it might be fun and open and it could be some goofiness. And didn't we see one of those ACC years where it came down to the final week and like six of the seven teams had a chance to win the division title? 
very well could be the case again this year for that one. That's mine. What do you got, Bama? Well, I had two written down, and that was one of them. Cause, and, and you add into that one, you know, the Mac Brown factor now at mm, North Carolina. Yeah. How's that? You know, that's interesting. Probably but a year away, me, but, the, yep, it's going to be interesting. I agree yeah. with you. To me, it's the Pac-12 South. I mean, you know, look, USC isn't back. They Chip say they Kelly, are. <laughs> you're, yeah, well, they better be here. You know, they'll have a new catch. <laughs> right. They're a new coach next year. Yeah. Uh, UCLA, Chip Kelly, year two, started yeah. out horrendous last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, improved some. Uh, but, you know, now is it, you know, are they going to be able to ride that momentum? Colorado may have the best player. Yeah, and, Chenault. Chenault. Yeah. Um, Utah's probably the best team. I agree with you. Uh, I think Arizona State, you know, with Herm Edwards, I think surprised a lot of us mm-hmm. last year because when that hire was made, we're like, oh, my God, right. really out of the booth. And they they were competitive. And then Arizona has Quill Tate. So, I, I mean, I don't know who's going to win that division. If, you, if you're putting money down. It's probably Utah, but I, I have no clue who's going to win that division. Now, you know, the North, you got Washington, Stanford, Oregon. You know, Oregon State, we know, is not going to win. Uh, Washington State's competitive. <laughs> but, I mean, right. to me, the South is, is, is pretty pretty wide open because I'm not convinced USC is back. They can say they're back. Mm-hmm. The pundits can say they're back. But until they show it on the field, not back. So I'm, I'm, I'm going Pac-12 South. Yeah, you, you guys both came up with, I think, probably the two right answers, and I think you can clearly make a case for both. Just because I have a stronger opinion that it is going to be Utah that comes out of the South and plays for you know a Pac-12 championship, in all likelihood against Washington. By the way, who did I hear... Um, Oh, um, I can't remember who it was, but somebody was somebody that played at Washington that might be do their might do their games now on TV. Said he's never seen a Huskies team where they're as big as the, as big in the trenches as they've ever been. Apparently, now, I don't know if that's the truth or not. Who would that have been? Right. I don't. Anyways, I heard it this week and Steve Etman. Yeah, no. Boy, what a, he was, he was <laughs> knees with him, right? Yes, the, yeah. yeah, he blew out his knees. Two of them, I think, mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, both of them are good answers, but I'm going to go with, with Trent's ACC just because I, I've got a pretty strong opinion that Utah will win the South. All right, the quarterbacks, Pro Football Focus, released their uh, their top uh, 130 quarterbacks. It's an interesting list. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, you can go in a lot of ways with this thing. Uh, I want to ask you what they got right, maybe, and what they got wrong. Um, you know, Brock Purdy all the way already in his career being listed yeah. at number eight. Like, I like Brock Purdy. I think he's, I think finally Iowa State fans are going to be talking about a quarterback for more than a year because they always talk about a quarterback in the offseason. He's finally going to be the one, yet halfway through the year he's either hurt or he's been replaced. I don't think that's going to be the case during Brock Purdy's career. But for him to be, you know, other than Lawrence, the highest-ranked sophomore quarterback out there. That's the one to me that, look, prove me wrong, but I just think it's a little bit early for Brock Purdy to be number eight. Bama, you go first. What did they get? Uh, what was the most egregious, or you know, what did they get right or wrong to you? Well, it's, you know, obviously it's hard to tell. I mean, Purdy at number eight to me was, was a surprise because he's ahead of Jake Fromm, who's, what, third in the Heisman list. Right. Uh, he's ahead of Jalen Hurts, head of Khalil Tate, you know, mm-hmm. some big names. You know, Martinez at... Nebraska. I mean, you know, he's ahead of a lot of guys. Yep. Um, you know, to me, <clears throat> pardon me. I, you know, Justin Fields at sixteen. You got to mm. show me. I mean, what what is he? I mean, backed up. I mean, basically ran Wildcat at Georgia last year. And Bama, I guess he's in. A, I guess he's in a real fight at Ohio State. They have not named the starter. They expected to be Fields, right. but 
But yeah, he, you would have thought he just would have walked in and taken over. I get your point. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Patterson at number 13, I'm not sold. I think that may be too high. Um, I, I like, <laughs> you know, I like Kellen Mond. He's number 25. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a little, maybe a little bit better than that. Um, I'll tell you one of the surprises to me, Ken, when I started looking at the list. And, you know, listen, I only skim the top 30, 35, because, you know, who the hell knows about number 110 or 115, <laughs> unless you're a scout. But uh, how about Tyler Johnston here at UAB as number 14? Wow. I mean, that to me was, was is impressive. And mm-hmm. I watched the kid play a lot. Did you? And, you know, yeah, and he, he looks the part. But then you start thinking level of competition and that yeah. kind of thing, you know, with Conference USA. But I thought him being at number 14 was a big surprise, you know, right behind Jay Patterson. But to me, Patterson is overrated a little bit. Uh, and, you know, you know my feeling on Michigan. I mean, mm-hmm. when's it going to happen? And, you know, Purdy surprised me at number at number eight. And, you know, and I, I do think Mond might be a little better than 25. Trent? Two SEC quarterbacks jumped out that I thought were quite a bit too far down the rankings. One, Jake Bentley, and I think us three. Mm, you have like t- him a lot. <laughs> we've, we've talked. Yeah. yeah. Probably more South Carolina slash Jake Bentley than anybody else what in Iowa was history. He, Trent? he was 30, 33 on the list. He's certainly a top 25 quarterback I for me so and probably, too. I would say, top 17, 18, right in that range. Mm-hmm. The other SEC guy I was surprised was Felipe Franks, who checked in at 43. He yeah, made such I mean, big improvement a year ago, Bama. And Bama, I know you don't like him, and I'm coming. To, I'm with Trent on this one, Bama, because uh, Frank's got a tutor, right? He got a quarterback tutor yes. that really helped him. I know one of our conversations, you know, last month I think it was. Um, it's not that you killed the kid, but um, you you didn't seem real high on him. Therefore, you weren't buying into Florida. I think was the crux of the conversation. Exactly, and and I actually had him listed down here at number forty three because I. I you're right. I think he has his mentor now, and and being Dan Mellon, and I, I've told you before, I sat there in the uh, in the uh, Mercedes Benz Dome for the Peace Bowl last year, and he he just completely outplayed. You know, he, he just tore that Michigan defense mm-hmm. apart. I know it's a bowl game, and there's all these you know things happen at the end of the year. Do kids want to be there or not? Florida wanted to be there. I'm not sure Michigan did, uh, and that's that's why I'm not totally sold on. Bentley, and it's it's the Will Muschamp factor, if you will, because I I don't know I don't know who's coaching him on the offensive side, but I know Muschamp is not an offensive coach. He's certainly not never developed a quarterback. So I think Bentley has a lot of talent. Again, South Carolina is South Carolina is the SEC version of Michigan to me. They're just going to have to show it at some point, and I, I'm not sure. You know, they're so far behind Clemson in-state. They're pretty far behind Georgia. And I think now Florida is, with Dan Mullen, is going to leapfrog them. But, yeah, Frank's at 43 really did. That's a great pick. Yeah, it is a good because pick. Because I noticed that, and I thought, from what I saw in the Peach Bowl, that, that's that's pretty low. Indeed. All right, fellas. Bama, you're going to go last because you're going to maybe break the tie if there is one. Because uh, I'm seeing a whole lot of Jerry Judy, maybe the best player in college football last year, what he's done in his first couple of years. I mean, it's hard to argue how good he is. Yeah. But it's also, you're, I've seen that he's the best receiver in the history of Alabama's program. Well, there's been some damn good. <laughs> Calvin Ridley would be on that list. He wouldn't be in the top five, but he was a hell of a player. So let's just kind of do the, 
You know, uh, the last three, and the last three big names are Amari Cooper, uh, Julio Jones, and I'll throw Jerry Judy in. And Bama, you go last because I'm interested in your opinion on this because, uh, I don't know, you'll break the tie if there is one. <laughs> Trent! Julio won. Yes. I think Judy after this year will be two. Okay. A bet, uh, ahead of Cooper and, and then Cooper, Cooper three. three. Bama, That's... you're not... You're not breaking any ties, Bama. <laughs> I see it the same way, Trent. Julio Jones, that catch oh. he made in the Super Bowl, fellas. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That might have been the greatest catch of all time. Maybe San Antonio Holmes would have something to say about that because his catch was pretty good in a big spot as yeah. well. Um, well. How do you see it, Bama? Give me a, you, the, the, those three. Rank them, rank, them now, uh, rank them in a year from now. What, I mean, can Judy do enough to elevate himself to that? I mean, can he catch Julio Jones? No. I don't think so. Now, if you're talking college or NFL potential, and maybe a little context, but if, if listen, Julio to me, Julio changed that program because he was really Saban's first big recruit. And by the way, Alabama had a pretty damn good pass catching tight end back in the day named Mozzie Newsom. Yeah, I'll so say. You know, maybe a, right. maybe a little <laughs> far fetched. Uh, Julio is number one. I would put Judy too right now. And Gary Judy reminds me of a bigger. Deshaun Jackson. He's got that kind of speed, but he'll also go over the middle. And the thing I love about him, guys, he and, and listen, it helps when you've got a guy as good as Tua throwing you the football, okay? Mm-hmm. Julio's never had that, um, especially in college. But he catches so many balls in stride at full speed with his hands over the middle, and then it's put the leg in the either put the leg in the ground and cut up or outrun everybody around the edge. It's just blazing speed. Amari Cooper was great, and he's going to get paid eventually by Dallas. Um, and he had some big catches. A lot of people forgetting that kick six game. He had a 99-yard reception to put them ahead in that game. But for me, uh, Julio will always be modern-day best receiver for Alabama. He was a program changer when he came in, along with Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson in that group. Uh, right now, I would put Jerry Judy a little bit ahead of Amari Cooper just because he's done it on such a consistent basis, and he's done it at a at a younger age. Uh, Cooper had a great sophomore season, fell off a little bit in his junior year, but um, uh, I would have Julio Judy Cooper. Yeah, we're all the same, and you know it's just embarrassment of riches, right? And uh, at, at Alabama, because Henry yeah, Ruggs I mean, is Henry out of the player. Fit, fit in there, yeah. I mean, and they got a punt returner that just made the All SEC team. Wow. You know, first team coaches in uh, in Henry Waddle. So yeah, it is a uh, it is a little bit of a embarrassment of riches. Bama, we will uh, talk to you next week, my friend. It'll just be me in all likelihood, as uh, Trent will be home. Uh, uh, teaching cash. Um, <laughs> what do how to you, bet? How to, how to wager? Two days. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Start them young, Trent. Start yes. them young. Oh, no problem there. Uh, last weekend without a football game, a college football game, we will pine about Bama. Thank you. We will talk to you next week, my friend. All right. Take care, guys. Always enjoy it. Yeah, so do we. Yeah, Bama Bob. You can follow him on Twitter, uh, at Bama Bob, at Bama Bob on Twitter. What a good receiver room. Henry Ruggs is a hell of a player. I like and him. And he is overshadowed mightily by Jerry Judy. Judy is a big, yeah. fast, just... He's what, 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, yeah. yeah. Julio was such a physical oh, specimen, so though. You know, I was looking at his college stats when he threw out that question mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. He didn't explode until that third year, though. Is that when it was? Yeah. Probably didn't get the opportunity. Probably had somebody. Well, and he came out. He was good as a freshman. 58 catches, just under 1,000 yards, four touchdowns, though. Uh-huh. 
Step back then the next year, 43 catches, 596 yards, and four touchdowns. And then the last year, 78 catches, 1,133 yards, seven touchdowns, also ran for two touchdowns. But he... He looks so he looks so different than a wide receiver you're used to. Barrel chested out there. Maybe it was something with the number eight, you know, or mm. the number that it's just that single digit and his size and his arms and just everything. That dude's playing wide receiver for Alabama. Mm. Look out. Yeah, he was indeed. so awesome. Uh, we do. We talk college football with Bama every Friday because, as we've said, although Trent maybe doesn't disagree, maybe our audience is a man or women cannot live on Iowa and Iowa State alone. Got to expand our horizons a little bit, and we do with Bama Bob as we go around. College football, one of my favorite segments of the uh, of the week. So is this. And what is this I'm talking about, Trent Condon? Let's give away some barbecue to Claxons. Indeed. First four callers right now. We'll give you four props, four questions, four point spreads. You give us four answers and a tiebreaker. If you have the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up will get 25-284-5966-284-5966. If you're getting a ring, you are in. 284-5966. The first four of you right now will play for some outstanding barbecue. Our friends at Claxons. Miller and Condon continue. Uh, it's 18 minutes before the hour of 12 on Des Moines Sports Station 1460.org. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, final segment of the week. Murph and Andy today at 2, Fanatics at 4 tomorrow morning. Uh, Emery Songer and Sean Roberts, the KXNO uh, pregame show, will be live at Prairie Meadows up on the fourth floor, uh, just adjacent to the uh, William Hill uh, Sportsbook. They'll be on the air tomorrow, as they always are, on Saturdays from 8 until 10. Boys taking the show on the road tomorrow, Prairie Meadows, 8 until 10. If you haven't signed up, if you're so inclined, uh, the fellows will be out there, and they'd love to see and Say hey. Uh, well, we're going to do the Claxons right now. Claxons Barbecue Giveaway, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, in business for 20 plus years. Claxons. Uh, online, it's klaxonbbq.com. Klaxonbbq.com. We'll give the, uh, whoever wins this contest a $35 gift certificate. The runner up will get 25. Four questions and a tiebreaker. You know how it goes. Jim is up first. Hello, Jim. How are you? I'm good. How's it going, guys? Good. Uh, Cubs pit three game series. It's in Pittsburgh. Don't forget, at least two out of three. The last one's in. Uh, Will- where is the last Williamsport? Williamsport right. Uh, that's Sunday night baseball on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Cubs pit. Who do you have? I'll say the the Cubs. Making a mistake, man. <laughs> uh, Brewers and the Nationals will collide this weekend. Pretty big series in its own right. Who's going to take that three gamer? Is that at the Nationals? It is. It's in Washington. I'll take the Nationals. Okay. A couple of NFL ones for you. The Bears uh, tonight get two and a half points from the home uh, team, New York Giants. Bears, Giants, Bears plus two and a half. Uh, Giants. Kansas City's on the road in Pittsburgh. The Chiefs are a two and a half point favorite. 
Pittsburgh. There are three NFL games tonight. This is the tiebreaker, Jim. Closest without going over. How many touchdowns will be scored in all three games? Closest without going over. Uh, let's see. How about nine? Nine. Jim, have a good weekend. Appreciate yep. it. Uh, Mike is next. Mike, welcome to Miller and Condon. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good, doing fine. Cubs pit this weekend. Three gamer. Who do you like? Unfortunately, I got to take Pitt. Mm-hmm. Brewers and the Natties from Washington. Uh, I'm thinking the Brew Crew. Okay. Uh, the Bears tonight get two and a half points from the Giants. Uh, let's go with the Bears. All right. Chiefs give two and a half tomorrow against the Steelers. I think uh, I think Kansas City's got it. Okay. And here's the tiebreaker. Closest without going over, Mike. Total touchdowns scored tonight in the NFL preseason. There are three games. I would say 11. 11. Mike, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jason is next. Jason, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. Cubs, Pitts, uh, and the Pirates have a three-game set. Who's going to take the series? Pittsburgh. Milwaukee and Washington, a three-game set. Who will win the series? The Nationals. Bears are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They take on the Giants at the Meadowlands tonight. The Giants. Chiefs are a two and a half point favorite on the road at Pittsburgh tomorrow. Chiefs. Total touchdowns tonight. Three games. Closest without going over, Jason. Ten. Thanks, Jason. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Uh, and Doug uh, brings it to a close. Doug, how was your week? Good. Good. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. Thank you for asking. Uh, Cubs and the Pirates this weekend. Who will win the series? Uh, we'll, we'll go with the Cubbies. Brewers and the Natty. Who are you going to take there? Go with the Brewers. Uh, the Bears are a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Giants. Uh, we'll go with the Bears. Chiefs give two-and-a-half point to the Steelers tomorrow night. Uh, we'll go with the Chiefs. All right. And total touchdowns tonight. Closest without going over. We'll go with eight. Eight. Thank you, Doug. Have a good weekend. You guys too. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Chiefs game is tomorrow, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. It's yes. Just, yep. That's what I thought. Monday Night Football's the Broncos and the Niners, and there's Sunday Night Football. There's two games on Seattle Sunday. Seattle against the Vikings. That and is a national Fox game. That's the Pirates and the Cubs. Ooh. All right, Chiefs. Doing a little decisions, back and forth, right? Yep, yeah. Yep. And, but there's a game earlier that CBS has at three. Do you know what that is? Saints Chargers. All right, sign for that. Couple of offensive teams, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be locked in Monday night for Broncos yes, 49ers. Absolutely. You'll have watch to tell me about that. Beathard one. Play. Oh, you yeah. got to watch CJ Kittle probably won't play. You wouldn't think much. I wouldn't think so. So the second preseason game is it's sometimes guys quarter. don't play. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's that's the case more than it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. It's way more than it used it to used be. It used to be one or two series game one. Mhm. A quarter game two, yeah. a half, and yeah. going out of the locker room for a lot of teams. Right into the third quarter, game three, and then, and then game four, yeah. nothing. They're going to decide. They're going to decide the bottom of the roster in game four. Yeah, it's all over the map. It's depending on organization, what their idea is, coaching staffs. Like, like we talked about earlier, Trubisky, he said might not play. Yeah, and you haven't seen anything. I, 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 I looked earlier. Looked. Yeah. I haven't looked since we went on the air, but I, I looked this morning before I came in, and I couldn't find anything definitive whether he's going to play or not. So you'll see a lot of Chase Daniel, I guess, right? <laughs> Hopefully I don't have to you see much what? Chase Daniel during the regular season. <laughs> he's made a lot of money doing yes, what he has. has, right? When did he come out of Mizzou? That's, That's been a long time ago. That's a great gig, isn't it? Oh, my God. No, I'm sure as a... How per- long did Rosenfels play? 
Yes. He had a long career. Yeah. Collecting yeah. those checks. Yeah, absolutely. Not getting and now that, up. And now that NFL pension that yeah. kicks in as well. Well, uh, have you seen what they were, what the plans were for David Montgomery tonight? Haven't, no. Haven't seen basically kind of that whole game plan of mm-hmm. what's... I'm sure there's an article. I'll probably dig through the athletic this afternoon and see what it is and how much time I'm going to invest. Now, will into we it. will we get the game? And the reason I say will we get the game? We're Directv subscribers. Mm-hmm. The game is on two networks. It's on ABC and it's on the NFL network. So WOI has the game, mm-hmm. and the NFL network has the game. We're blacked out on Channel 5, so that's why it didn't prevent us from seeing the Cubs carnage last night. Because of the DirecTV fight, fight with Nexstar. Right, and tonight we won't see it because it's on CW, Channel 23. You know, we need to, you know John Schaefer, right? Yeah, you yeah. Know, we need to, I'm not sure he could tell any trade secrets, mm-hmm. but I wonder how that's going. We've got Labor Day weekend, we've got college football on ABC. Yes, we don't want to be shut out here. No. It's time to get this thing figured out. Now, I know WOI, there is an ownership change right. coming at some point. Yep. I just don't know officially when that's going to be. Yeah, we need to. It's football season. Right. Can't be missing games. Get their act together, as you said. Figure it out. Absolutely. Um, pass it on to us. We don't care. Right. We're just so damn long. I'm willing to pay a tax. Oh, no if doubt. That's what you call it. Baseball wise, so, that Cub, that, that Milwaukee Washington series. series. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Cubs will be not be able to see, but Sunday night baseball will now, be cool. Who's too. got the game tomorrow? Do you know who's got the Cubs? I tomorrow? hadn't looked forward. No, I mean ABC and CW. The last two, I got to think there's an NBC Sports Chicago or one. or that or maybe a, a Fox. Oh, a national game. Yeah, although I hope it's NBC Sports Chicago. It's That's a twelve thirty five first pitch, mm-hmm. and it's also the back to the ABC affiliates one. Are you kidding me? Yes. So, so that's three days in a row. You won't be able to see the Cubs if you're a DirecTV subscriber. That stinks. It does. Figure yes. it out, would you please? Yeah, just wait till next year when Marquis not on DirecTV and how much you're going to be yelling. The Cubs channel? Just watch. No, no. We had Brad Ryan's, uh, Ross and I did yesterday. He's convinced that this is going to make it easier for, for us to watch the Cubs. I hope that is right. And Brad's, the, I think, the number three guy at Prairie Meadows, the strategic chief of strategic operations, I believe is his title anyways. Had a ball out at Prairie Meadows. Uh, the boys tomorrow will be out there. Emery Songer, Sean Roberts. Uh, coming up at 2 o'clock, uh, Keith and Andy. Murph and Andy will be here, and then the Fanatics wrap up the week. Morning Rush will start it all again on Monday. Thanks for being with us. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KM.